0: Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the
1: cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, give you glory, give you glory, we give you glory, we give you glory, Father, thank you. Yes, sir. So. I
1: Amasa Tava Garabosa Pratele Garamosa Pane Anashti Vata Ganita a prataria macataria messi macataria macatevena sicata bogoboso Preteli. a li vata manashti palia gadaboso teototoni cataria a li prahate macataria mofataria macatata li prete velioso evrentilate posia catava baba baba zonto brenete a prikatapa lita preketapa cos totetali ventila patenita O fetania nostipanegadoshda Eli Prekataria Vantelati la Katalia Gadada Dosto Meti Satania Nosto. For I'm showing you the way of a pure heart. I am showing you the way of a pure heart. I am showing you the way to a pure heart. For it is a pure heart that charity springs out from. I am showing you the way to a pure heart i am showing you the way to a pure heart the way to a pure heart the way to a pure heart it is the way the way of the heart 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 i have come to show you i have come to show you i have come to show you for have i not said i should guard your heart with all diligence for i am to show you the way of a pure heart for out of your heart out of your heart will spring forth charity if you take heed if you take heed if you take to guard your conscience and to purify your conscience by the sprinkling of my blood for my blood is potent. Is, potent. is potent it 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 is potent for to raise you a pure heart i am showing you the way of a pure heart i am showing you the way of a pure heart for no one will come to my charity no one will come to the status of charity without a pure heart without a pure heart for i am showing Showing you the way of pure
0: hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can you guys minister to the Lord just a little bit? Uh -uh. (coughs) Thank you. Thank you Jesus, oh thank you Father, thank you Jesus.
1: Jesus. Thank you, Father.
0: Carabosiprahatula Caraboske Matale Yefahala Pahore Pahano Ropatale Seseperahasa Pras Voreca Preherapore Doska Ravena Avrahara Bahara Havara Havara Hora Bahara 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 Oh, a Pascha, Seska, Pravoskosi, Hana. Oh, Mikama, Opra, Pufalo, La Pravom, La Pravom, Opra, 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 Hana. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. To your name. To your name. Worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Bless your name, bless your name, we bless, your name we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 13, okay. from verse 1, hey, Yinka, if you can read for me, please. Thank you, sir.
1: Um, First Corinthians 13 mm. from verse 1 it says though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity i am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains and have not charity i am nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be born and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Charity suffered long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunted not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not our own. Is not easily provoked. thinketh no evil. Rejoiced not in iniquity, but rejoiced in the truth. Bear it all things, believeth all things, open it all things, endure it all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come. Then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. Verse 12. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abided faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity.
0: Praise God. First Peter, chapter one. Verse 22. First Peter 1, 22. mm mm-hmm.
1: Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit mm-hmm. unto unfeigned love of the brethren, mm. see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently.
0: Praise God. First Timothy chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Okay. Read, read from verse 1.
1: First Timothy from yeah. verse 1, chapter 1, verse yes. 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my own son, in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went in into Macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine neither give it to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do verse 5 mm-hmm. now the end of the commandment is charity Out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned.
0: Praise the Lord. Charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of what? Amen. Let's see. Chapter, same 1st Timothy, chapter 4. from verse 8, over 7, let's read verse 7. Okay. seven.
1: First Timothy 4, mm-hmm. verse 7. Yes. Mm-hmm. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, mm-hmm. and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Mm-hmm. For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, mm-hmm. having, promise, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Yes. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the savior of all men, mm-hmm. especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be, but be thou an example of the believers in word in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity.
0: Praise God. Amen. Um, now, in Second Timothy chapter 3, where Wesley read, let's read from verse 10. Verse 10, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10.
1: 2 Timothy 3.10 yes. But thou art fully known my doctrine, mm. manner of life, yes. purpose, mm-hmm. faith, long-suffering, charity, mm-hmm. patience, mm. persecutions, mm-hmm. afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, mm-hmm. which, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all the Lord delivered me.
0: Okay, we we'll go to verse 14.
1: But continue thou in the things which thou art learned mm-hmm. and had been assured of, yes. knowing of whom thou art learned them, and that from a child thou art known the holy scriptures, yes. which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus.
0: Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 11 thank you Father are you there? Revelation 11 praise God Uh, let's see verse verse 7 hold on hold on Let's see: Let's go up. Let's read from verse three.
1: Revelations 11 from verse three. Verse three. yes. And I will give power unto my witnesses, mm-hmm. and they shall prophesy a thousand Sorry, I'll start again.: yeah. And I will give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days, mm-hmm. clothed in sackcloth. Mm. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Mm. And if any man will utter them, fire proceeded out of their mouth mm. and devoured their enemies. And if any man will utter them, he must in this manner be killed. Mm-hmm. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues, Mm. as often as they will. Mm. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, Mm -hmm. and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they of the people and kindred and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies Mm -hmm. three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry. And shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that, dwelt that dwell on the earth.
0: On the earth, amen. Okay, finally, praise God. Verse, t- chapter ten. Chapter ten. Read from verse verse nine. Let's read from verse nine, okay. or verse eight. Read from verse eight.
1: Okay. Revelation ten, from verse eight. Yes. And the voice and the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which mm-hmm. is open in the hand of the angel, which mm-hmm. standeth upon the sea and yes. upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, mm. but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angels and, and ate it up, hmm. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I had eaten it, my your. belly was bitter. Okay. And he said unto me, thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations, nations and tongues and kings. And
0: kings, then, from there, moving to chapter 11. Praise God. Um, your understanding, I believe you can have your seat. Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God. Um, what I just see in my heart is to, if there is a way God can help us to bring two things together, there are two things here. Um, the prophecy of, um, this revelation, what they show to John here, is a a prophecy to souls, and that's the interesting thing about the book of Revelation is, um, it is, he said he sent and signified it by his angel, right, unto his servant, John, praise God. So John was carrying, these are prophecy concerning things that should happen in man, uh, but they are prophetic signification of um, what is already been given and explained in the epistles. Praise God. So, you see the epistles that we read, uh, we read um, Paul's epistle, 1 Corinthians. Praise God, where Paul was speaking about the nature of charity. And he was, he was putting that, not against, but he was putting it side by side with prophetic gift and expression. And then he was showing, in fact, before he went into that chapter 13, Verse 1, in chapter, end of chapter 12, he was speaking about you should profess, covert pro- spiritual gifts and cover the best gifts. But he said, Then I'll show you a, a more excellent way. They now began to speak from chapter 13 that if a man can prophesy and do everything, but he has no charity, he said, He, said he is nothing. What does he it say? It says, What? Sounding like brown tingling cymbals and all of that, praise the Lord. Then we we move from there to First Timothy. Praise God. In First Timothy chapter one, it was speaking about charity um, that you should be sober. You should then guard up the what the loins of your mind. And and then he said that sorry, um, the end of the. No, that is first Timothy chapter one. We went to Peter first. In Peter it was speaking about having unfe- purifying your soul through what? Obeying the truth through the spirit, right? Unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Amen. And it says that you love one another fervently with a pure heart. Praise God. Then you see the same thing. Now that whole chapter of First Peter was it was, was also a journey, was speaking from faith. They started with faith, right? The purifying of your faith, be much more precious than of God that perisheth, might be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love, but what? Now you see him not, but what? You, re- yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. Salvation of your soul. Then began to say of which salvation, began to speak about. Then he spoke about the prophets in the Old Testament. Am I correct? And saying what do we prophets sign concerning this? Concerning the grace that should come to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Then later, you know, began to speak about the attitude of the heart. He said that you should get up your lo- mind, the loins of your mind, be sober, hope to the end for the grace that should come to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Then later on, he now began to speak about having gone through this purification, which is what revelation is meant for, which is what the faith is meant for. Then you should now be able to arrive at something called charity out of a pure heart. Praise the Lord. In Timothy, Paul was also mentioned in 1 Timothy chapter 1, it was speaking about the end of the commandment is charity. So when he says the end of the commandment, he's talking about the end of the dealings, praise the Lord, which the commandment brings around the soul. That the end of those dealings is charity out of what? A pure heart and of what? A good conscience and of faith on faith. Amen. Now, so you see the, those things in the epistle, um, they actually. The same thing, the thing with the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is able to, to put um, the program of God in an, an eternal perspective. It's able to take God's program. But so a soul that's not educated in the epistles can never understand the book of Revelation. Right? Because in Book of Revelation, it gave me a read like unto a rod and all of that. It's measuring the temple. You see temple, you see rod, you see measurement. Praise God, you see all of those things. But it's it's only an it's an educated soul that can take those things and apply them to the soul. And the key to that application is actually in where in the epistles. Amen. Um, What I'm trusting the Lord to bring to be able to bring those things together for us, uh, because there's a light that comes on if you can see it. There's a light that comes on if you can see um, what the Lord is saying concerning this. Um, This um, bearing the fruit of charity uh, is something that the enemy has done so much against. He has done. There's been a lot of investment um, before. Any of you got born again? They had been investing in you against charity. Praise God! And the way they invested in it is that they know that their preachers coming. Can I drink some water, please? They know that the devil they know that they are preachers coming. Amen. The devil knows that they are. They will know that there are preachers coming who will preach charity to you, who will preach love to you, amen, and the world is framed and the world is designed in such a way that um, it, can, it can create defenses, you know, in the heart against the soul coming into the reality of what God is saying. So that his soul can hear it, some of the things that he was saying earlier today, soul can hear it. But being able to move the soul is another thing entirely. That was the problem of um, the churches in Revelation. That's why the Lord had to come and bring the book of Revelation. Because there are churches who had been journeying in service, but they still fell short. There were things that just for each church said, I still have this thing against you. Even though you've tried, you've done these works. I know your works. You've done some things, but I still have some things against you. And those things that he had, the Lord Jesus had against the churches are things that in all their meditation, in all their study, their Bible study, their meetings, their fellowship, they are not able to make journey in nature beyond some point. They are not able to make journey in nature I mean, I'm talking of the journey of, because when you talk of works, works is talking about the inward or the inward content of the heart. And so it means that those church, each of them, they they stalled in works. It's possible that they didn't really stall too much in understanding or in revelation. But after a while, they stalled in works. They stopped in works because they, they came in contact with works of the devil that can stop souls from, what, from going forward. Um, but what God is saying is that God, God has a desire for a people. God is looking for the, looking for the finishing generation. Amen. like He's looking for the generation that will be able to go above every hurdle that the devil has put on the way. That there's a place where souls get to and stop. God is saying, that no, you don't, I don't want you to stop in that place. Amen. There's a, an area where Souls arrive at and they begin to get weary. They begin to just get tired, like Hebrew church. It's a theme. If you can check the Bible, that thing is a theme. There is a, there's a place where souls war to, they the, the journey to, but they get tired. They get tired. They get weary. They get, and you surprise all kinds of mighty men who have stopped in that place. Praise the Lord. At that, because at that, at that time, all manner of different enemies begin to arise. Different kinds, strange enemies. Strange enemies. Like the journey of Israel, right? A lot of their, that 40-year journey, it wasn't maybe a journey of 40 years that was spread out throughout the whole wilderness. Most of the time when they were spending those 40 years, was one point they got to. It was very close to crossing over. If you look at the terrain of that time, it was very close to crossing over. They got to a point where they just couldn't... Way forward was just closed. It was just shut to them. They became confused. Imagine a whole nation, millions of people in the wilderness just began to move around in one place. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So um, so the, the Bible is showing us this thing that... There's a terrain in the spirit where, you, where, you, where the soul will jam enemies of certain competence and enemies that are formidable in the spirit. Enemies who are sworn and who have been raised and skipped to make sure that souls, when it comes to advancement, that this place, souls, must not get crossed, must not cross past this, this terrain. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> um, there, is, there is resistance to faith walk. That's there's a, there's a level of resistance in the spirit. Faith walk at different levels. During the faith in the Lord Jesus, there's resistance to that. When the soul moves into the time of the faith of the Son in Christ, there's resistance to that. Praise God. But by the time the soul begins to there is a region in the spirit which is the, the realm of true inheritance when the soul now gets up and say okay this spiritual journey I want to now own something are you getting what I'm trying to say when you say I want to now ownership praise God there is you you've not fought if you've not fought the battle of ownership you haven't fought, you haven't warred yet until the day you say, I want to own. I want to own. And you see it play out different aspect, in, even in the natural. Even in the natural. Even, even. praise God. Amen when you look at natural prosperity you know there are different levels of prosperity in the natural there's the level of working and getting paid but the worker who is getting paid doesn't own anything just go to school get um, get some level of qualification and then just be coming to work and then they pay you every time every time they have a mom they pay you when you see it you're happy and life is easy And if you feel that is difficult, um, try and aspire more than just going to serve somebody and then paying you. Try and aspire to take a share of what they own. Do you get what I'm? You now see that the world you knew is not how the world is. That there are different kind of things in that world. That when you get to that such struggle to own things. That's why you start meeting vicious creatures. If you come to a land like this, everybody smiles at you. Everybody's smiling. When it comes to meetings about ownership, you begin to see all kinds of creatures inside men begin to come out. That when it comes to own, the reason is because ownership has to do with blood. when, When somebody owns something, even in the physical there's a blood tied to it. If it's not his own blood, he's either his father's blood or his grandfather's blood. Maybe through inheritance, it came into it, but ownership doesn't just occur just freely like that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That's the same way it is. Those are just natural laws that should tell you something in, this, in the realm of the spirit. It's okay. The devil is not threatened by you being able to act in a loving way but when you start thinking about owning it, love as a nature, that it's not trying to love because you remember the scripture that said you should love, and then struggling against your, your selfish tendency, you're trying to do something that's loving. That's fine. You can do that. The devil is not threatened by that. But by the time you come to a resolution that, I want my own nature, my own desire to be that way. That's where you begin to see enemies begin to arise in the spirit. That's where, at that point, what happens in that realm of love is like, when you're fighting the devil, initially it seems as if there's rule of engagement, of warfare. You know, there's rules so you can only slap. Slap back. Slapping is allowed. But when it's time for ownership... Guns comes out. <laughs> Nuclear bomb comes out. Praise <laughs> God. You, you don't realize that the devil is not a civilized fellow at all. No limit. No limit to what he will do against his soul to stop his soul. So it means that there's a point in the spirit that a soul that has not made a life covenant. A <laughs> soul that is... There's a point in the spirit that a soul who hasn't, de- who hasn't determined to pursue inheritance regardless of the cost. And the cost and the ultimate price every man can pay for something is their life. Yes. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, sir. The ultimate, so there is... So there's things, there's attainment in this spirit that a soul can come into without them, without paying the ultimate price. The ultimate price is dying, right? Physically. There are things that you can come into without paying the ultimate price, but there's some level, for example, a soul can gain stature of faith spiritually but hasn't yet paid the ultimate price, has not yet begun to pay the ultimate price. And the devil knows that that price, that price of losing life is the price that men don't want to pay. So where he hid his, where the devil's, where his garrison is, where his ground zero, his camp is, Is camped around man's determination to keep his life. You know that if everything fails, if everything fails, we can take his clothes and he can still be resolute. Take his shoe, take his house away, take his money away, take the things around him away, take away his job, remove his friends. Remove other things. We know that what man cannot do is an impossibility. That's what you call impossibility in the spirit. That what impossibility is, that thing which man in his right senses will never do, is nobody will willfully lay down his life. No, no soul, nobody will fully want to what lay down his word. That laying down his life means, means choosing who he is, as he knows it, to die. Okay. Like seeing, choosing for your, his own person or his own self to sleep away. And the way to take the death is, death does not call in one day, that ah, maybe you were drunk and you killed yourself, and you woke up one day and decided, no, I don't want to die anymore, like suicide. Because most people who commit suicide, if you came maybe just the next day, they would change their mind. I <laughs> no, really actually didn't mean to die. It's just that like for many people, it's too late. <laughs> Praise God. But, hey, amen. So I'm not talking about suicide like that. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the way they take life in a person is through covenant. So, and when a person enters into covenant, it's an agreement that the that an agreement that a person falls into where the life is going away slowly and it doesn't go in one day. When you wake up today, your decision is still, out, is still there to lay it down. They will give you many chances. You want to take it back. Some of us take it back after some time. Say, no, this thing is too painful, man. We can't do this. We'll lay it down in three years. <laughs> this is it's too... There's still something about this life. There are some areas of this life I've not explored yet. I just want to see all the other things that are there before I lay it down. Praise God. After a while, we'll we, we, we bring it again. Maybe after, after you're seizing some messages and all that, you bring the life back and say, okay, now I've decided I'm, I'm now take, take the life. Oh, God, I don't need this life. All I need is your life. Praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> amen. 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 So, um, so there are, uh, this is the season. I want us to be able to see that season in the spirit because right revelation will prepare the heart. And then one of the main reasons for revelation is to, um, is to because with revelation comes a lot of things. Revelation brings, there's a, there's a kind of attitude. You get what I mean? For example, one of the things they reveal to you is the nature of your own enemy. If you don't know who he is, if you don't know what he's coming for, you don't know how you ought to fight and position yourself against him. But with scriptural revelation, it, it makes it clear what the battle is. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then we are getting into that season where God wants us to see. Um, so I want us to just look at Let's dwell in revelation just a little bit. Um, and the Lord will be helping us to, to make connection. They want to... They want to, to let this book in chapter one. It says, Blessed is he. That let's see that Revelation chapter one, <clears throat> verse three. Praise God. Ooh. Revelation verse, chapter one, verse three. It says that blessed is he that read it, and they that hear the word, the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. Why? For the word. Time is at hand. Amen. And I pray the Lord will bring us into this blessing in Jesus' name. Now, in chapter 10 of Revelation, um, it said that, and verse verse 8, And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. Thank you, Father. We give glory to your name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It says, go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel and stand it, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said to him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up. It shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as what honey and i took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey and as soon as i had what eaten it my belly was what bitter and he said unto me thou must prophesy again before many world people and nation and tongue so that was what was leading into chapter 11 about the, the, the read and all that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, so you see prophecy rising up in chapter 10, but the prophecy rising up is, came out of, first of all, the eating of the book, right? The, the eating of the book first before what prophecy can arise, so... That actually is talking about the what they now explain in chapter eleven, was what happened in chapter ten. So what happened? They told him, "Okay, you are going to prophesy, um, but I were going to, I were going to, I'm going to give you a, a revelation." So he to now give me a rod. Take. That was giving me a read like unto a rod, and the angels to arise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. That was how the revelation of chapter eleven came about. Praise God! Now that chapter ten, eating the book, then it means that the book, what what gives rise to prophecy, is the word, is the book that has been what that has been eating. The book that has been eating. So, a prophet is someone who has eaten a book. Praise God! What would I say a prophet is? A prophet is somebody who has what? Who has eaten a book. What is the book? The book is law. So prophecy, a prophet is somebody who who is talking about a book they have eaten. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's somebody who is what? Who Who is releasing... Releasing content. Thank you so much. Who is releasing content of what of the book that what that they have eaten or the law? So prophecy is digested law. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Law that has been digested. So when you say then chapter eleven was now teaching about. What witness is, just giving, giving understanding of witness, spiritual, what makes an accurate witness in the spirit is a person, or accurate witness in the spirit is talking about his utterances or counsel that is coming out of, of law that has been what? that has been ingested by a person. So, there's something about the soul that turns law to prophecy. The soul is a machine that can convert law into what? What is prophecy? Prophecy are things that should come. When they say, anytime they say something should come, it will come to pass. Come to pass. We're talking about things in the um, now. Anything, if you if you see things in God, the way God was, God in Himself was. In his eternal past, lost the way he was before creation and everything, any of these things came, you will not see a language of things that should come to pass. Because in God, everything was settled. Yes, everything that will ever come to pass has already come to pass. In fact, the, the concepts of things coming to pass do not really exist in God. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying Because God was, He was the, he's both the beginning and the ending, he's both the first and the last, he's everything. He's the... He, he's, he, he, is the, he is the constant happening of what should happen. What should ever happen is already happening in him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? In other words, there is no, there is no counsel that's new to God. There's no counsel. There's no thought. There's nothing. There's no, nothing that is new. Nothing is an adventure to God. Nothing is an exploration. To God, But it doesn't mean he doesn't have adventure. His adventure is in himself. Because everything that is so will venture into, all ventures are in him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So the language of things that should come to pass is the language of when he descended, he, he brought forth everlasting, for, sorry, creation from an everlasting position. And he, he raised men for He raised men in whom things in him should happen. He's talking about the souls that God created. You understand what I mean? Souls that God created are just things that have been happening in him for ages past. Is there a way that those things can come to pass on the inside of man? What all that this is just a love, God just has a love project. Is, is Is there a way to bring man into the experience of, that we have been experiencing. Let us make man. In our, we're talking to each other. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. In our image after our likeness. The like, after the likeness of things that occur to us, things that happen to us, things which we experience. That was a love talk, right? That was a love intention, a love conversation. Let us make man. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So man... Man was not made for things. We all know that. We've been preaching that for a long time. All The greatest dream and vision you can have is the lowest thing you can become in the eyes of God. The, the vision of God for man is that t- things in him should come to pass. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise God so... You know, the nature of the, the prophetic spirit is the, is the spirit of, the, of actualizing things that should come to pass. That's the, the purpose of the book of the revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servant, things which was shortly come to pass. Those which must come to pass are things which are in God, happenings inside of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So a soul that is carrying this thing called witness or prophecy is a soul that has ingested the record, right? The record of those things. The record of those things means the, 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 the witness of those things in law form. Now, let me let you understand prophecy. Law can exist outside person. Prophecy cannot exist outside person. Anytime you hear, hey, prophecy, prophet, it means the person is involved. Right? So prophecy is, is the, prophecy arises from the interaction between the law that God has brought and his soul. Do you understand? When the the law that God has brought, when it's like a a chemical reaction, when you take what He calls soul, soul was meant to receive something. It's meant to receive law. Pour the law inside the soul, you raise a prophet. So it's very clear that prophecy is the acting out of things in God. Right? The acting out. When I say acting out, don't think just physically. I just mean acting out means the soul. And acting out might be taking specific kind of thought and specific kind of intention. Thoughts and intentions within the heart can be acts. They are like walks, walking out. Prophecy is the walking out of, of things in God, things that are being done in God. If they can be done in a person, that person is a prophet. So you see the meaning of prophecy is Is the is the is the release of God's life. Right? No no person can have the life of God in them and not be a prophet. The meaning of prophecy according to not just gifts. Paul was separating gifts, thank God for gifts. So when you see gift, prophetic gift in operation, prophetic gift is a type. Of something. The way tongue is a type of something. Like if you stand up now and you are speaking in tongues, what you are seeing is not the actual transaction, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But tongue is actually a, almost like a spiritual weight that comes upon somebody. Like a weight came upon Sister Biola this morning and you saw tongues started pushing out. Praise the Lord of that way that manifested in our tongues physically moving and releasing utterances spiritually are you getting what I'm trying to say amen so you see those those prophetic gifts tongues utterance gift tongues interpretation and then prophecy those are actually types the same way gift of healing is a type of something It's not the original when you hear healing Healing, healing a person's headache is not the original meaning of healing. If you ask an angel, is, was that, is that healing? They'll say, no, that is not healing. Right? Because healing, what they heal is soul. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But the reason why they gave body, body is a teacher. Let me just tell you guys the honest truth. The reason for creation, physical creation, not all creation is physical, it's physical. In fact, God did spiritual creation, then the reason for the physical creation is to create the school where they will put the soul, who is supposed to inherit everything in God. Do you get what I'm saying? And so God formed man of the dust of the ground and then breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and the man became a living soul, a living soul that can execute himself up upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Now, so the, it means that the the things on the earth, are, you know, the Bible says that things of God that can clearly see them are being understood. Romans chapter one, even the eternal power and the Godhead means that God's in creation found a way to put some kind of understanding. It's not the actual thing, but understanding. Praise the Lord, of of spiritual things in physical things that you you can see. So, when you heal a body, you are acting out a spiritual concept called healing. Right? So, something called healing exists in the spirit, but it's not the healing of of what? Of a body. Praise God. Gift of faith, spiritual gift, is not faith. All those gifts are types. Mm-hmm. Gifts, all the gifts, are types of of things that happen in the spiritual, which they can give somebody who has, who's wearing a body. For example, you, an angel doesn't have gifts of doesn't do gifts of the spirit. Neither when when you see God healing the soul of man. God is not a gift of the spirit in operation. Do you you agree with me? When God is or when God is sending knowledge to your soul, it's not word of knowledge. Or word of wisdom. When God is imparting wisdom to a soul, it's not a word of wisdom. It's not a gift of word of wisdom in operation. But a physical man can operate a type of those things in gift in gift form. The same way, the faith that will save your soul is faith of the son. Faith of the son is not the gift of faith mentioned in First Corinthians chapter twelve. But there's something called gift of faith, and someone using gift of faith can cause mountains to move and all kinds of things. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you see, all those gifts are types. They are types. So when, well, prophecy has been bastardized so much that anytime time you hear prophecy, you think, ah, don't say the Lord! And then someone declaring things. So because of that, that is a veil that can make the soul understand what I'm talking about today. Are you getting me? Uh, so what I'm talking about today is what is really the meaning of Prophecy. Prophecy is not a prediction of the future in that natural sense. But when you move into the spirit, it also has a meaning in that sense of predicting the future. As long as the future you are talking about is the nature of God. As long as the future you are talking about is is this soul now, this Yinka's soul now, what is its future? Are things which must come to pass in the soul. That future are the things which are existing as nature in God. Do you understand the meaning of prophecy? Yes, Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so, in this chapter 10, verse... Chapter 10, verse 10. So, I'll read again. It says, And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my word my belly was bitter, and he said unto me, Thou must, what, prophesy again before many peoples, and what, nations, and tongues, and kings. So there is the, when it comes to witness, to raise fully, full prophetic witness, there's the bitter side of witness, and there's the sweeter side of witness. That's what those two things—the sweet and the bitter—must come together, to produce witness. Amen. We saw the first. Of, we saw the olive witness that what actually is producing the fire are two kinds of things. There's bitter things. Go and check how they told them to mix the oil of the, of the anointing oil when they were talking to Moses. There's bitter things like myrrh in there. There's sweet cinnamon, sweetness and bitterness together. Mix what? The oil. So he's talking about the oil of witness. To that olive witness. And even the burning witness comes out of the burning of sweet and bitter, bitter substances. Praise the Lord. Now so, in, in witness, witness in the heart has those side of things. Two things together. The bitter side. And then the what? The sweeter side. The, the lost side of witness is bitter. The prophetic side is sweet. But the, the order in the spirit is that you must pass through the bitter side, to, what? to arrive at the sweetness of it. But Satan is guaranteed that souls will not finish the cause of bitterness, because if they don't finish the cause of bitterness, they will not arrive at what at the sweet side. Praise God! You see, you can you can look at it from how they explained the the law and the prophet. So the first one has power to shut down heaven; not rain. That's bitterness. Go and ask somebody who was in Israel at that time whether it was bitter. How many years did he shut heaven for? One man just what locked it up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Said "When the when the book is coming into the mouth, it's sweet. But when he when he arrives inside the heart, it becomes what? It becomes bitter. Amen. So that what that bitterness is the is the is the purification of, or is actually dealing is the removal of." The things, the bitterness is the death, the beginning of death process. The, because what the law is coming to do is to come against an existing law that is sitting within the depths of his soul. Right? An existing Lord, I was, is sitting, what, within the... Ah. Praise the Lord. The time of... The the, the season of bitterness is also the season of resisting unto blood, according to Hebrews chapter 12, right? He spoke about Jesus concerning... Um, we say, you being been surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us, therefore, what lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us. And looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him and the other cross, despising the shame. Are you seeing those two things? Those are the, those are the, the bitter pills. Are you seeing what I'm saying? The, the bitterness to produce the witness of God in the heart. Is the endurance of the cross and the despising of the shame, the enduring of the cross and the word despising the shame. Who endured the cross, despising what is now set down at what the right hand of God? And we know how they set him down on that right hand. They they called him. They had to anoint him with an oil. Called what the oil of what? Gladness. The oil of gladness is an oil without bitterness. It's not just it's not the anointing oil. Mm. The anointing it's not the what? Anointing oil. It's not the anointing oil. If you if you check it, the, the component of the, the oil of gladness in the book of Psalm is not the is not the composition of the anointing oil in the book of Exodus. Let's read the book of Psalm. Amen. Psalm 45, right? Mm. Psalm 45, verse 7, very quickly. It says that thou, thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God thy God has anointed thee with the what? Oil of what? Gladness above what? Thy fellows. With it, all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory places whereby they have what? Made the glad. All thy garments smell of what? Myr and Arlos and Cassia and out of the ivory palaces, whereby they have made thee glad. Now, so this oil here is, Amen. In verse eleven, it says, "So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for the for he is thy Lord, and wash and worship thou what thou him praise God." So this oil of gladness is the oil of the throne of God. It's very clear, right? It's the oil of the throne of God. Um, When he told him, sit at my right hand, right? That was, you know, um, the the Lord said unto my Lord, sit down, what, at my right hand, until I make, what, your enemies, your foes. Say, your throne, O God, is what? Forever, the scepter of righteousness is a scepter of, and for you love, righteousness, and hated wickedness. Amen. Now, so when God told Jesus to sit, was another oil came forth, which he was anointed with, which is the oil of gladness. which is the oil of reigning in God's own life. It's the oil also of an overcomer. Praise God. Now, the, the olive oil of, which we are talking about, which we saw in the book of Zechariah, which is the oil that's flowing into the lambs, praise God, which produces burning, is a different kind of what? Of oil. It's, it's an oil that um, has um, bitterness. So when that oil is, if you taste that oil, it's not, it's not about, it's not gladness. The ministry of that oil is not gladness. Praise God. That oil is an oil that produces burning in the heart. Burning for sanctification. Amen. That produces what? Burning. It's the oil. The, the, that oil is the oil that turns sweet things bitter. Right? It's, the, it's an oil that does what? That turns what? Sweet things what? Bitter. Amen. And then it also is an oil that will also turn bitter things sweet. Are you getting what I'm saying? It turns turn sweet things bitter, and what? And bitter things sweet. The sweetness in the oil is to turn bitterness in the soul sweet. And then turn what is sweet bitter. Now what is sweet to a soul is uh, the, the lust of the soul and the pride of the soul. Right, the lust of the soul and the pride of the soul, the thing which the soul loves and what the person celebrates. When the, the testimony is coming or the law of God is coming, the law of God is meant to change the taste of things. It's to change the taste buds, praise the Lord, not just the taste buds in the mouth, but it's also changing the taste buds of the mouth. And it's changing the word, the aha, uh-huh, what is within the heart. So when you say something is bitter in my belly, that's a different kind of thing. It means that there's also a, an instrument of tasting <laughs> down there. That's not just the tongue. All right? There's another faculty about there someone can taste something that was sweet in their mouth but they vomit after a, after a while because the mouth may accept it but some, somewhere, something on the inside is not accepting it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Amen. So in our life there are things that, that heaven, the, the reason for the law one of the main reasons for the law is, to, is actually to turn things bitter. There are things that need to be made bitter within us. Our celebration of the things we love, the law of time, God needs to put a different taste around them. Because if they don't change the taste around those things, we will not leave them. Pride, for example, tastes sweet until you eat the book. You will enjoy your pride. It's so sweet that you don't even know it's there. That's how the sign of something that is soothing, is that you don't know it's there. It's just, it's just sitting there, right? What's, the, what's pride? Pride is the enjoyment of oneself, and it's in degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. When you enjoy yourself too much, that's the pride. Pride is, pride is, is, pride. pride. Praise, praise God. The Lord defined meekness to me as, as, as an overwhelming sense of insufficiency in yourself. Many years ago, it's an overwhelming sense of what insufficiency in yourself. That that is meekness. Praise God. Now, the opposite of that is pride. <laughs> All right. What is pride, though? The overwhelming sense of what? Of <laughs> the, uh, praise God is a sense of sufficiency and so pride is not always someone behaving like this. Pride can be quiet and calm, collected. Pride can be pride can be simple. Pride can be simple and just normal. Just praise God. But it's pride. And see that state. What we call pride—it's not somebody doing one kind of oh, a, a, always. praise y- God! Amen. Make, her, make, I'm your maker. I am maker. I'm your maker. Oh, I'm maker. I'm the Darkness—that is darkness. Pride is darkness. darkness. Is darkness. Pride is darkness. I'm your Thank you, Jesus
1: is the okay mm. go, let's go ahead mm. thank you father oh it's the height of darkness it is the height of darkness it is the essence the essence and the essence and the nature of the fallen one that is this person that yes. is a person. That is the height of his person. That is person For that is the gross darkness. Mm-hmm. That is gross darkness. It is darkness. It is darkness. Thank it is Jesus. darkness. For that is darkness. That is the person of the fallen one. For that is the person. What made him fall was that. Mm-hmm. That is what he merchandised with. Was pride. Was looking upon himself. Was loving himself. He was looking on himself. He was looking at the things that I knew made in him. I was looking at the things that I, even I put in him and he was exalting them. He was exalting them for he was exalting himself not exalting me. He was looking upon himself. His dependency and sufficiency became on him for that is gross darkness. For I have not made men to look unto themselves. I have not made men to look unto themselves. When you begin to look unto yourself, know mm. that you are in the part of darkness. Confucius. You are in the part of darkness for that is darkness, that is the highway, the highway, the highway for my wrath to be revealed against you.
0: Thank you, Father. Praise God.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah, so, so you see, pride is, um, is not, um, pride is not, is not arrogance, it's not every pride that manifests arrogantly. The pride that manifests arrogantly is, is the primitive state of pride. It's a primitive state. It's like pride that has not been refined, that is arrogant. So, but pride that has been refined, well, is not arrogant It's it's hard to detect. Pride that is refined has humility attached to it. Pride that is refined sees humility as as a virtue. Do you see that? It sees humility. The way humility is, just normal being humble can be a virtue to pride that is refined. Now, so you can imagine such a pride that a person has, what kind of dealing can make a person can turn that, that thing to bitterness? Number one, the man doesn't even see it. Because he's talking about darkness. There's a, a walk of darkness. Such a pride is a dark walk. In other words, it's something that is that is installed in a man that he can, if you tell him, Go and purify yourself. You will say, I'm pure, I'm pure. I've done everything that is there to do. Because he cannot see that thing, installation, on the inside of him. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, this that book that they told him to eat is the book that can travel to the depth of the soul. Talking about what a man will eat into his depth that can begin to react with hidden darknesses and hidden things. Praise the Lord. All those hidden inheritances which they've given man to keep. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Those things which the book will begin to war with in the, in the belly of the person are the things that, that stops his soul from giving his own life away. Praise God. So it's very clear that is not that bitterness? The bitterness of the of the of the depth is not the same thing as bitterness here. Why? Because if something is bitter inside your mouth, you can spit it out. You can you can if even if I take something and make something that's sweet and bitter together, and you and give to you inside your tongue, you can detect the sweet part. And separate it from the bitter part. <laughs> and spit out the bitter part. Why? Because this thing is a sense that you can consciously detect sweetness and bitterness. Wow. Are you getting? So there is the phrase God. So, so what the, anything that's subject to your mouth is not safe. It's not, it's not safe to keep darkness inside, inheritance in someone's taste. They have to bury it somewhere the soul cannot detect it. They have to bury it in a place where there are no taste buds that are connected to your consciousness. Now we are realizing through scripture that there are taste buds in the tummy, but, but that taste buds of the tummy is not connected to the conscious brain. Are you seeing spiritual matter where they are trying to describe difficult things? Science cannot create this description alone. Praise the Lord. He's talking about how the soul is framed. The soul has a mouth and a belly. So the evil that is holding men is not the evil in their mouth. It's it's evil beyond what the mouth can taste. In other words, it's beyond the, the judgment of the conscious mind alone. Yes, sir. Yes. Right? Yes, sir. You need, so there has to be an instrument that can travel deep inside the belly and then create bitterness. From what? From within. So, it is help for a soul to find Judgment that can make their inheritance of darkness bitter yes. to them. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. I might make you understand something yes, sir. Yes, sir. today. Yes, hey, yes, God wants to take us below a layer and He wants to move us to a level where help, they want to touch the matters of the heart where Satan hid his thing, where he laid his eggs and souls. Praise God. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's very clear that the law, the law is that which, which interacts with, is the first, the, the law is the first witness, is the, the one who goes First. the law is what is what you know that job the job with the law is meant to do is not an easy job it's a job it's a job that if care is not taking if care is not taken, soul can vomit the law praise God you know it took help I know it took help for him to eat it you know it was sweet when he was coming in praise God and then when he got to his tummy, it became bitter. It took help for him to keep it there. It helped, praise God, to, to keep it in the in his tummy while it's, it's reacting with all the sweetness of darkness and turning them bitter. It's not an easy experience for his soul. It's not an experience for to make a man hate his life. It's not easy when you see when they, when they, when they are taking a, a soul through through the school of hating your life it's a miserable school imagine all the, the sweet things you you've liked and enjoy for a long time that say ah this is nasty now nah, this is dirty ah this is bad this is this will kill you this one will send you to lake of fire this one will send you to hell the the judgment are you getting what i'm saying is not a lot of time when a soul is when a soul is nearing that conversation. They find a way to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Slippery. You see a kind of wisdom begin to operate? Slipperiness of nature begins to manifest. This soul become very slippery and slimy all of a sudden. You can't, you can't pin this soul down to deal with this thing because of the, the bitterness. The bitterness. Say bitterness. 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 Praise the Lord. So, when, when, when any time the law is descending, it's not, it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy kind of process. That's what that beaten is what they saw when God descended on Sinai, when God wanted to give the covenant. Are you seeing the nature? That is the, the um, almost the God was demonstrating bitterness. You know, this bitterness can be demonstrated in different ways, right? Paul, the language Paul used about it is he called it the aroma of Christ. You know, different way they, in, they explain it in scripture. The aroma of, to some is a very nice savor, the savor of Christ. To others, so it's, it's very, very offensive. And then they call him a rock of offense. The, the rock that offends people. The rock that, when when he lands, is a weight upon a soul that a lot of times souls can give way. Praise God. So this any soul that wants to, any soul that wants to fulfill the prophecy of God, must be willing to go through season of of what of your sweet praise god Hallelujah. must be must go through a season of of sweetness becoming bitter so must go through that sweetness becoming bitter now it will be sweet again what <laughs> The soul will experience sweetness again, but it has to, you have to go through bitterness. The way Israel came out from Egypt and moved into bitter waters that was then made sweet. Praise God. Amen. So the, the, the bitterness, you're seeing mixture of sweetness and bitterness. I'm just going to show you this thing, that those are the, those are the side of the of the oil right the side of the oil you you see the same thing when it, when you speak of Moses Moses was Moses was a bringer of bitterness praise god and also bitterness and also sweetness bitterness that, that they will turn sweet later on praise the lord Who was Moses? Do you realize that Moses was actually, uh, Moses, effectively Moses was, was death to Egypt. Right, That was the full manifestation of Moses in Egypt was death. When, when Moses fully manifested himself, was by the time he was, he, he was able to usher in that angel, when God, you know that angel was actually was actually, was actually God's messenger. So for, for, for such a, an angel to act on behalf of Moses, it means Moses must have been raised to deal with such an angel. Right? Right from the wilderness. It means that Moses must have been raised to, re- to receive instruction. That angel of death... God will not send an angel of death around Moses if, if he knows that somehow Moses, Moses can do things that can make him end up being, being killed somehow because it's very likely that that angel could have killed Moses <laughs> if Moses got the instruction wrong. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So they had to go and prepare him for 40 days first. The ultimate angel that they were preparing him to work with, I mean they prepared him to also work with Angels of the wilderness, but the first angel I we saw him walking with was that angel of death. So in other words, Moses must know what to do when angel of death comes around. That was a development that was in Moses. It means that Moses, Moses had the skill of bringing death to the world. Egypt was a type of the world. The only way to press Israel out of Egypt, you must bring death, must visit Egypt. Otherwise, if death doesn't visit Egypt, I'm sure there might be some of Israelites who were looking at that Goshen land. They were not leaving this place, so you guys follow your Moses. You know those bad ones? I'm sure the same ones that, were, that died in the wilderness. You know, their heart was they always, <laughs> has always been like that, right from Egypt. So those ones might have been like, you guys follow this guy now, that's your own business. We are going to stay here, we love Goshen, there's no problem. The cucumber, the garlic, everything is okay for us. So it's possible that some of those souls, there's nothing Moses might have done to make them leave. Death had to visit the land. So when the angel of death came, they told them, you guys stay inside this place, Moses gave them the wisdom and then paint, let the blood be on your lintel so the angel will pass over. I'm sure you must have taken a deal in like that to make those men agree, okay, let us pack our things and leave here because who knows, this angel may also come oh back. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and you show that if this angel can deal with Pharaoh's sons, who are we? Oh. <laughs> Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, so, so I'm just trying to paint an image to you that and it's very clear, even after they left Egypt, that they began to complain in the wilderness. That, why did you take us away from Egypt and bring us in this place? It means that, that they had not, those, the, the attachment of the Egyptian life and comfort to their soul was so strong. It was a sweetness to them. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It was what? It was a sweetness to them. So so the the wilderness is a land of bitterness. That's the, the first thing. Any soul that will be delivered from the world must be pushed into bitterness. You have to. You have to. And it's bitterness, bitterness to what? Bitterness to the everything, the way of what? Of Egypt. What is Egypt? Egypt is just, just enjoying. There are many things that Egypt signify. Egypt means there is toil in Egypt. Right? It means constant servitude, servile work. That's one thing you'll find in the world. The world is a place of workers. Nobody can be here and say you won't walk. Why? Because it's in your working, as how they spend your soul by you finding something to do. They can never tamper with your soul if if you don't find something to do. You must find a task to spend yourself on. That's one principle of the world. So every soul in the world must have something to do. Praise God. But There's servitude there, but it's servitude which the people buy into, which they've embraced. It's not every suffering. It's not 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 suffering. It's not every work that is suffering. The work which men do in the world is not suffering to them. Even the guys that cry, oh we are suffering, get them to stop what they are doing, <laughs> and don't replace it with some something with equal or or what, Same <laughs> eh? magnitude. Praise God. Or go and take somebody who, let's say, is in... I think some of the guys that we envy, in maybe, they, oh, this guy is the CEO of this company, or is the biggest, you know, is controlling this industry. Some of those guys, we admire them from afar, but if they can take it to their life day to day, you, you won't like it. If you can figure out what, I mean, first of all, what, what time they wake up. When, when, when they wake up, that is time you are rolling into your third dream. That's when you are just a new act one in two of your <laughs> third dream is starting. That's when those guys are, are waking up. And when they sleep, you've already been snowing for hours. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I, I, I'm just trying to paint to you what the world. So, when you say war, don't just think of, ah, guys who are just partying, drinking beer. No, 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 that's not, there's very little worldliness there. Okay. Worldliness is the spending of the soul. You see, the way the, Egyptian, the Israelites were working in Egypt, that king was making them, applying them to, they were used to that, doing several, hewers of, fetchers of water, hewers of wood, building things, working, working. That's the, that's the nature of what? Of the world. You need that. You need that. Now, you see that CEO who, we're talking about his life, and he goes from morning from meeting to here, flying here, going here, doing this, is not that, it's not Enjoyment. We, we might see it as enjoyment because you just see the cash. You see, after all these things, there's praise God. How many zeros are involved? How many digits in the salary? But no, those guys are spending themselves. So, to, to many of them, it's a serious what, undertaking. They are spending themselves. It's not easy. But in that, no, none of them will exchange that for just not doing anything, sitting down at home with their dog or whatever. If you try and get them to do that for three days, by the fourth day, what happen, you will see them back with ties, tie and what? suit in the office. Many of them can, even when they say, oh, I'm taking a break, it's for something else, some other project, because the soul is used to that kind of thing. I'm just trying to show you something. That even the so-called rigor of the grind of worldly life, what you need to sow to, have, to get something, the, the suffering of it is sweetness to the soul. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So that thing called sweetness, it's not it's not easily... If you ask them, okay, why is this thing sweet to you? Why do you like... First of all, they will not admit they like it. They will say, we are just doing this because we are, it's our contribution to humanity. You know, this company has a huge role to play in the next few generations, our products and all of that, so it's just a sacrifice. But how do you know that? He's, he's actually lying. Even himself doesn't know it's a lie. Yeah. It's that trying to make them stop doing that thing. Yeah. There's something that that thing adds. First of all, the layer of pride of being in that position. Coming, stepping down from that place for a day or a week, they will feel it. Something will not just be right. You, it's like, it's like na- being naked without your garment. It means that application of one's soul wears garment for the soul. Like it's not just work. There are things that they are adding to the soul that is giving the soul a place, a status. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those are the things that are installed inside the belly. They are inside the belly of the soul. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So those Egyptians, even though they were, quote-unquote, suffering in Egypt, but they found that thing, as what? It was satisfying something to them. That when a man came and said, okay, can you leave this now? Let's go and worship God. They were not very, very... You know, they were not excited too much about it. And even when they left, they preferred that kind of life. So they needed to come into the wilderness to heal them for some time. Heal them. Heal them. When you come to the wilderness, there's no land to farm. The land doesn't respond to seed. Even if they brought seed to sow, when they sow it, There's no... It's dry. That's wilderness for you. Wilderness is the place that wants to remove... It wants to stop the... It wants to stop the... Ah! It wants to stop the pouring out of the soul. It wants to stop the sacrificing of the soul to vanity. That's the season of the wilderness, which is also the season of Christ. Imagine all of them coming into, you can picture in, let's just, let's just imagine, okay, a, a workplace in, in Egypt. Let's say the task is that the, the Pharaoh has said, okay, we have to finish this tower by the end of this year. We want to build a tower, right? So, and then all the Egyptians are the one building. It means that in that place, you have the project manager, you have the architect, you have the engineer then you have some who will be laborers. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see different levels with different garments. The, on the site there will be supervisor. Maybe the, where they have to fetch, is they, is they have an allotment of wood they have to cut for a year. At the site where they are felling the trees, you have a supervisor, they're directing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So you cannot have that, such an organization without garments. I man. Garments are, will be around everywhere. What are garments? Garments are where people have found places to tie their soul to. Garment means what adds status, what gives meaning of living. So, so, so you have some supervisors, you have some head engineer, head architect, and all kinds of people in, in Egypt, Israelites in Egypt. But imagine now bringing all of them to wilderness. What happens in the wilderness? Everybody is the same. I want to begin to, to make you picture where murmuring can come from. Imagine all the CEOs and VPs and MDs of all the 1,500 companies. company. You brought them to a the world where we are all the same with them. <laughs> are you getting an idea what, what the problem was? So that they've attached their soul to things. Their soul is attached, there's no space. They've had when they wake up every day, he has some of them will have their four months, six months, two years, three years vision of what they need to, what Pharaoh has given to them to accomplish. And there is status tied to it. Their life is tied because they know nothing better. They were ignorant of the covenant of their fathers, that their people made for something. They had no knowledge of that. The, 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 the work that they were doing with their hand had become their purpose and their meaning. Are you, you getting what I'm saying? But imagine bringing such a soul into a wilderness where there is nothing. How naked. Soul will feel. That's what I'm calling bitterness. So, this thing called the the Lord, the testimony, is God's, God God has manufactured it, is a way to plunge a soul into that kind of season. Nobody can orchestrate wilderness for themselves. You might think, ah, okay, based on your explanation now, it's not very clear. I just need to maybe quit my job or something. And then, praise God, I just need to quit my job. Then, and then uh, let me just go and join those guys who shake something. Those, those guys who have no house and then just be among them. So we'll be equal with them. When you now get to that world, you realize that, inside that world, (laughs) too, not all beggars are the same. (laughs) 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 That what? (laughs) When you meet the first beggar, I say that, I will carry you to the guy who trained all of us. (laughs) But there's one guy who has been in this business for a long time. (laughs) There's no way in this world that is free because those things are spiritual. Anywhere you find men, you find those things. They didn't leave any space. Classes, pride. Men seeking to to have something that makes them above the other. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, is, is something that soul cannot resist that thing. Yes. Looking for an edge somewhere. Yes. When you say, okay, no, okay, I'm not going to go that route. I don't, those beggars, because they are not born again, so they still have pride. They will have pride among them. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to renounce everything, leave my job, everything. Then I'm just going gonna, gonna to go into the monastery oh, wow. where all <laughs> they do, they don't even marry so I'm going, to, I'm going to renounce my wife and everything. I just, I'm, I'm, Those guys, they don't, even, they don't even have a wife or kids. All they do is just just wear. You have know, seen when those guys dress. Monks, real monks. No, you know, monks, they don't, they don't even wear white. It's black. White is so unholy. Because white is shining a little. It must be black. And not, not modern day monks. Those olden days ones who all they do is just. Take care of the. the or they, they just copy the Bible. Just for the sake of it. Because it makes them feel holy. You know, it's discovered that inside that place, what happened? <laughs> huh? Inside that holy place. I'm sure when the Catholic Church started all those things, they felt they established the most holy system of religion. When, you, when they arranged that monk thing, that monastery arrangement, ah! imagine the pride of the guys who developed that thing. They said, no sin can ever, ever get inside this place. You know, that's what that place was designed for. It was designed to, to be a, a secluded locked-up house where sin can never, ever enter. Mm. <laughs> but you now discover that, praise God, so, so, so even today, so decades after, centuries after, they are still discovering evils Cut. that Cut. some of those, <laughs> those, those guys did. Evils, eh? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So I'm just trying to prove to you that what we are fighting against is not... So we're talking about the judgment that God's answer to this thing is judgment that is... is They want to solve a problem that constantly defeats man's conscious calculation of righteousness and judgment. They They want to... God, what God's, God's provision is something that can travel inside the depth of a man and deal with the, the reservoir, the installation of darkness that the devil has put inside of that, inside of there. Yes. Are you getting me? Yes, <laughs> Praise God. Say the law. the law. So the law of God. So you ask me, okay, what is this law you're talking about? Is there a little book that we need to eat? Sorry, I'm not... I don't have any book to share to you guys to eat. <laughs> Praise God. The book is what you have been is what you've been eating. Praise God. So in the ministry of us when they are ministering Christ to you, there's a there's a side of Christ that is That is the introduction of a different law. A different law that can take something that is sweet to a man and it will interact with that and shed its own inside. And then that thing will become bitter to the soul. Do you know that the feeling of having an edge over somebody can become bitter to you? The feeling, you know, that sweetness of being better, and we can express it in different things. Even if it's just you, the way you, where kids start from is in school, grade <laughs> of. I remember now. Sometimes when you look, you know, not all scripts are equal. After they mark them, not all scripts are equal. Some some are green, some are reddish more than others. I don't know what kind of pen they used to mark you, but. Sorry, it was blue. Blue and red paint, right? You can, you can sight a script from afar. There's too much red. Ah! <laughs> 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 the <amount of laughs> and there are some guys, they are red guys, man. Ah, this <laughs> I remember our report card in my school, my primary school back then when they write your report card on that last day of school, ah, they, all the subjects, those, and those teachers, I don't know what, what, what sense they have. They just, apart from the grade, they have to write something. Yes. <laughs> they can write good, <laughs> fair. In fact, when I was, I didn't even know what fair meant. I was like, what is fair to Because <laughs> to me, fair means someone who is fair, yellow, all why are they writing fair my report card? <laughs> huh? I remember one day, the teacher wrote, bravo, <laughs> <laughs> bravo. <laughs> and, and my parents, they, when they bring when they my report card, they, they can wash me with teeth. <laughs> my son, my son. <laughs> When I now imagine some other houses, some other children, when they bring uh, their red uh, something, might be a sorrowful, it means that their experience with resort Day is different from some other kids. And then based on that thing, you, know, you know that reaction to result is a, is a moment of installation. Devil anointed parents to install something in children. There's a feeling that, based on your result, what your parents can install in you, that that feeling can remain with you for years. So it means that bravo, excellent, is tied to a feeling. something inside. And the parents do it intentionally. They want to make sure that you know that this is how your result should be looking like. And if your result is looking the other way, red... um, (laughs) you can do better <laughs> what happened that, that's not a very good day for that child that's a sorrowful and after the feeling the parents will give that child they will make sure they give that child a feeling that should last that child into the next session They should never forget what they will say to the child what they how they will deal with the child are you getting what I'm trying to say is a what an installation so after a while, the want to do is such that the child later should start behaving in a certain way out of an installation inside of him. Later, you now see that... Be, after a while, you now begin, that thing begins to now simmer out. After primary one, primary two, primary three, you now see some clicks begin to fall. Some of the bravo guys click together. Some of the other... The other guy, let's just call them the other guys, the other boys. <laughs> and they always know themselves. And and they always find themselves. <laughs> when, I, when I I moved from, from Benin to Port Arco in after my GSS two, my parents my dad had a job in Port Arcot, so we had to move. So of course I had to move school too. That was an eye-opening time for me. Because to me, Podakot was this far place. I was even wondering how would people there look like? You know me being a very young child. <laughs> like what kind of, would they be different from, because I've always been in Benin at those days. I was wondering, ah, and you know you hear of East, you No, know, Port Podakot is close to the East, it's very close to Abia State. So you know, ah, all these people, why you be interesting. So when I went there, and of course language was different. I noticed a bit of culture, the way they are a few different things. When I went to school, ah, I was like, all right. We are all the same everywhere (laughs) in the world. I saw all the natures in my all my friends back in Benin. I saw all of them. To the point where I could almost take somebody, one of my friends, say, this is you in (laughs) person. All the, all the rows were complete. <laughs> the ones who look like the campfire, was who always sit at the back seat. <laughs> they are all there. They had their league there. <laughs> the, the very tiny ones who are too smart and who have sharp mouths. They are <laughs> I, I was like, I ay, aye, man. So you mean we are all the same everywhere. <laughs> so, so you, so you had the red ink boys. <laughs> they are clique. They know themselves. Praise God. So you see, from a young age, that thing starts. Yeah. Starts from young. So there's no no place you go to. That feeling of ah either I'm smarter than you or I'm better than you. it's, a, it's just something is it is deep okay. to heal that thing. Okay. You can't just do it by yourself. Okay. Another law mm. that changes emphasis, mm. changes the level of importance and weight. You know, man, the, the evil in man is putting weight and importance on the wrong things. And we've been taught by that by our society, our parents, everybody to put, this is what is important. But you need another, another say law. 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 law means a different framework of values. That's what law means. So don't just think of law as maybe book, law of Moses and all that. Law just means another framework of values. It's just a different, a different scheme of what things you place importance on, or you, you place what value upon. So when the soul begins to interact with another law, that law will make some other things bitter and now teach the soul sweetness in other things which the soul finds bitter before. One natural bitterness that has been installed in us is the bitterness of not being ahead. The bitterness of, in this area, there's somebody who is doing better than me in this thing. It's a bitterness. It's a bitter feeling. Sometimes you don't want to think, oh, I don't like that thing. I, I want to be the foremost. You want to be the foremost. You want to be the main person. At least, you want, even if you're not the head, you want to be close to the the edge. You want, to be, you, want, you want to have that thing. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? When, when you are, it seems like you are behind or you are lower. It tastes bitter. It means loneliness tastes bitter. The world makes loneliness and humility of state position. It makes it bitter. That's the bitterness that can make a wife not, not love submitting to her husband. Ah. You see that attitude? Ah. Right from when she's been little, there's been an investment on it. Mm. Ah, so you mean every time I have to be looking at this man, you mean this man, <laughs> and this guy, his head is not really too correct. You mean <laughs> that, his head is only correct sometimes, but what about all the other times when his head is not correct? You mean I have to constantly be, I, I, I actually imagine the difficulty. So sisters were well looking forward to getting married, They like the other side of bring roses and bring all the other things, and then you know what I mean. They like that side of you know, I was just thinking about you the whole time. Coming. When I see you moving, I just see my whole world. Moving. <laughs> you know, women like that side, but when you say, we talk of, ah, but the, the husband is the head of the, and in the Bible is all kind of crude kind of, this. Why, do you want, why do they have to make it like that? Why can't you say the husband and the, and the wife, the you know? They cooperate, and then, when necessary, the husband can yeah. decide some things. That makes some more sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you got, if you ask worldly spirit to write the scripture, that's how they will write it. Wow. This is a nice arrangement. This is civilized. civilized. This is this makes sense. Yeah. Praise God! I say, okay, they, um, wives look up to your husband. Mm. Frequently, <laughs> but Bible is something else. Husband, wife, submit. The man is the head of the woman. <laughs> That's bitterness, man. Maybe you says that like you are too holy, you don't experience bitterness when you read that thing. Praise God, Hallelujah. but it takes another law to make that sweet. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, um. A wife or a woman who hasn't received the other law, mm. and you want to buy force, just say, "Yeah, he's my head. I celebrate you." You can celebrate maybe first day after wedding, second day, maybe after honeymoon period, until maybe you come out from honeymoon and then you come to the house and everything and, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> After what happened, I find another law in my members. <laughs> <laughs> Why against the law of my mind? It means all those things they wrote in the Bible are not written yeah. for people without help. Yeah. That's the problem the world has with marriage. Yes, yes, what kind yes. of thing is this? How, how do we all get ourselves collectively into this mess yes. called marriage? Yeah. And then uh, they're trying to retrace their step. They say, this is, not, this is not reasonable, man. This is not logical. Let's forget about this thing. But not, not knowing that that thing is another law. Entirely. It is meant to be bitter. To the canal man, because the things there are things inside of you that has been dead as the sweetness of our wayward living. I mean, wayward according to the law of the spirit, our proud and haughty living that is taking us to, if God doesn't help, to hell and to the lake of fire. That it would take such institution to deal with that thing. Yes. yes. In other words, yes. to turn to come against that the sweetness of rebellious and yeah. proud nature. Yes. The soul must be subject to bitterness of a law hmm. that is contrary Hi. to that nature. Uh. So if anybody wants to marry, let me just let you know. Let me let you know, marriage is not something that it's not your grandfather or your uncle who came up with the idea of marriage. Yeah. Marriage is not something that my ancestors invented. Even though they may they might lie to you, when you see traditional wedding, you will feel like the, that chief is the, is the one who invented <laughs> 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 the way they talk and everything, they will tell you, hey, go on, this is the list, go and bring. You know, I think have you oh most of you have are not married, sorry. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> praise God. But those, those who have married, it went on your culture. They have predetermined lists and everything. When they are checking, the, is, this, is this there, all of those things, you feel they invented marriage. But don't be deceived, they did not. Even that guy, check him. <laughs> Ask himself, how have you asked the marriage been for you? Have, you know, with all this, your, your list and everything, you must be very... It was be very, very. It was be perfect. Must have finished this school since. When I found that those guys, they actually they have no clue about that thing. It's called marriage. So anybody that wants to get married is not. It's not your village custom. It's God. It's the law of God. It's another law. And when you get get there, marriage will begin to call for supernatural things. That's why the law there is a law that. Only supernatural souls are meant to what? Because Paul said that I speak of a mystery. A mystery between Christ and the church. Trying to act out a mystery between Christ and what? And God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. But you don't need to wait till you get married before you start acting out that mystery. You should start now. Start now. It's the same mystery. When you're talking of charity, loving your brethren is the same thing. God wants you, wants you to have years so that when you enter into marriage, you won't blow it up on the first day or the second day. You, the school will continue. Marriage will only help you to accelerate into that law. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Heaven, heaven wants to. Heaven. This, this is a time of lawgiving. We have a Lord giver who is coming in our midst. So he said the scepter will not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver giver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. That Shiloh is the, is the sweetness of righteousness. Shiloh is the sweetness, the, sanctifi- the, the satisfaction of righteousness. But Shiloh will not come it's Until she'll come, there will be a season of the Lord-giver. That's a bitter season. A season when the soul will be constantly told things which they do not, in the depth of their being, they have issues with Praise God. Thank you, Father. So it means that there will not be a rise of a truly prophetic people until The the uh, the earth finds people of courage. People of courage, courage of what to be able to endure the the Mara season, the season of bitterness, until their season of bitterness. I'm just it's just another word I'm using today to describe mourning. Right? We've spoke about these things before. Ashes. Heaviness. According to Isaiah chapter 61, those are the things that they want to convert. Mourning, ashes, heaviness. Joy for mourning. Beauty for ashes. Spirit of joy, or was it? Garment of praise, sorry, for the spirit of, of heaviness. Praise God. So, you no know, garment of praise is not entering into the courts with praise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> the praise that he entered the court with was not a garment. So, those with garment of praise are not liver. It's another thing entirely. When the soul has, has. for so sought to wear garment of praise. Garment. He's talking about the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yes. Somebody who has not one sackcloth can never wear a garment of praise. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And no one comes into the tabernacle with sackcloth. Yes, Cloth. They come with their bling and their watch and everything dancing. <laughs> <cheese>. And praise <laughs> unto my Lord. But well, they must turn that thing bitter. Cut. Turn it into mourning. Turn it into heaviness. See, God wants people who are not afraid of mourning, not afraid of bitterness, not afraid of the wilderness, who are willing, who have the courage to take it on. When you see when heaven is slaying your impurity, killing the love, the things you love, having the courage to say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ride on Lord. Continue, Lord. Continue. 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 The, it's very, it's very clear to you now who those four horsemen are. They are the, they are what the, the conquerors of, they are the they are, they are, <laughs> praise the Lord, because it's when they began to open the seal, you saw those all kind of horsemen began to come out. They are the ministers of bitterness to the soul. Yes. 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 Thank, Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes. Let's get that quickly before we go. <laughs> Eliasopeti patalia tapatata preta patata part a apart a part a part a part a preta part a a a part a part a part 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 a a part I bring a I bring a part I bring a I bring a part apart I bring apart its time to bring apart I bring a Bring a part, I bring Make apart. A I, a Alors, d- a part, I bring apart. I bring apart. I bring apart. I bring apart you. I th- q- to you. F- come, you to you. come to part you. I've come to part you. I have come to part you. I have come to to, to part you come to, to separate you to part you to part you to part you to part you and to part you that you may bring forth praise. You, I've come Jesus. to part you that you may bring forth praise. I've come to part you that you may bring forth praise. For in Jesus. the killing, in the killing, and the dying is the springing forth of praise. In the killing, in the dying is the bringing forth of praise. For praise cannot come out of a place where it's still lying. It's still lying in the den of dungeons. It's still lying in the den of dungeons for I want to bring forth praise from you. But I have to part you first. I have to kill you first. For in the killing of you is the bringing of praise. It is the bringing of praise. For I am raising a generation that will bring forth praise. That will bring forth praise. For you will be clothed with the garment of praise. I want to give you my own garment. I want to give you my own garment, but you have to put aside the filthy garment. You have to put aside the filthy garment. For in the putting aside the filthy garment is the, is the raising of praise. It is the raising of praise. It is the raising of praise. I am coming for those garments. I am coming for those filthy garments, for to clothe you in my own garment. Lay those garments aside. For even in the laying of those garments aside, will begin to joy. Will begin to spring forth. For begin to delight in the laying down of those garments for begin to delight in the laying on those garments for i am coming for those garments that, that your joy jesus. may be full that your joy may be full says the spirit op- amen amen thank you
0: father we bless your name oh thank you jesus 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 People thank you father thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you thank you Lord we receive we receive your ministry this is your ministry this is your ministry oh this is your ministry we yield it we submit we submit we receive it we receive it we receive you. Because as we receive your word, you are the one we are receiving. Lord, we receive you. We choose to receive you. You will help our heart. Cause it's not by power, not by mind. For it's by my spirit, say the Lord. By your spirit, Lord. You will help our heart to come into conviction, Lord. Settlement in these matters. Thank you, our Father. We bless your holiness. Holy Spirit, use this word, minister it. Let it travel, let it travel. Let it not just fall, but let it travel. Let it continue to walk and walk and walk and speak and speak and minister and minister and minister till these things say, no, 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 so shall it be the word that goeth forth from my mouth to not return void until it has accomplished that for which it's been sent, so shall it be this word this morning thank you our god we bless your holy name worship you thank you thank you thank you jesus in jesus name we pray amen god bless you